You're listening to RGV Titan Radio. We are the 956. The views and opinions expressed by our guests, hosts, and or DJs do not, we repeat, do not reflect the official policy or position of RGV Titan Radio, our affiliates, or our sponsors. RGVTitanRadio.com. We are the 956. Podcast here on RGV Titan Radio. We are the 956. We are your hosts. I am Will. And I'm Bob. And Spotted Horse cannot be killed by a bullet. <laughs> Neither uh, can Keith Richards. Well, Keith Richards can't be killed by conventional weapons, bro. <laughs> like, I don't think we've built something to kill him yet. Common knowledge, man. Common knowledge, man. Hey, guys, we're back after a uh, um, a little hiccup in the weather and uh, some technical difficulties. This is actually a snafu. Yeah, man. Uh, all, all, uh, all truth on the table. This is our second attempt at uh, at doing this, but you know what? Nothing's gonna stop us from bringing you guys top quality entertainment, uh, except right. you know our our talent. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> our lack, our lack of knowledge of electronics. Yeah, exactly. You know, like we have a base knowledge. I mean, I I, I can speak for myself at least. Like I have a base knowledge of the way things work. Um, so if anything other, if anything cannot be fixed by simply plugging it and unplugging it uh then that's like way above my, my pay rate man <laughs> bro there's there's for me there's moving pictures on the my tell on my telephone it's the devil like yeah. like as I'm, far as i'm concerned there's little people on my phone and i don't care <laughs> bro i'm terrible at technology thank god patty knows what she's doing with this shit because like <laughs> yeah it would kill so, me so uh, before we get to today's movie, man, I want to go ahead and uh, because we consumed a lot of uh, uh, pop culture this this past couple of weeks. But um, yeah, man. So, Bob, let me know what you guys uh, took in uh, these past couple of weeks uh, in uh, entertainment. We uh, we jumped on uh, Euphoria on HBO Max and like <laughs> blew through that in a day like. Man, what a good show, dude. Like, it's a little, I mean, it's a little HBO. You know what I mean? Like, you're watching From what I heard, it's a lot of HBO. (laughs) Yeah, it's a whole lot of HBO. Like, you get, like, some pretty upfront dick shots in the first episode. So, like... (laughs) Oh, they, they just throw that out there, right? They just throw like a hard dick in your face, like at one. They point. don't even, they don't even prep you for that, like just. No, <laughs> well, just yeah, just like digging your face, like all right, yeah. like okay, sure, and it's, it's so good. The cast is so like, and every everybody's just so good in the show, and it's it's so entertaining and so interesting to watch, and like you'll 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 breeze through it. Like you'll fly yeah. right through it. Like it's it's only eight episodes, and it it grabs you so fast. It's such an interesting, like little clusterfuck of a show. You know, I've heard about it, and uh, I heard that Zendaya is actually like she. I think she won last year uh, mm-hmm. a Golden Globe for Best Actress, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I, I imagine because like, uh, she really sheds that like. I mean, I, the only the only other thing I knew her from was like Spider Man. Yeah, 
Like, that's the first time I ever heard her name and, like, all this stuff. And, man, she's, she's an actress, dude. Like, she's she's an actor de, for, de force, bro. Yeah. Like, she's really good. Like, I had totally uh, forgot that she was actually a Disney Channel actress. Yeah. Know? Completely but, shits uh, that. It completely but, shits that Disney shit. Yeah, man. Like, the last couple of, of uh, things that I've seen her in, like, the, like the Spider-Man and uh, I forgot what other movie it was that I saw her in. But, uh, yeah, man. Like, she's... Uh, it's very possible to in, shed in- that that image without having to do hardcore porn you know you just it, have to do softcore porn it is and and let me let me tell you man like for me one of the big stars in that show that i was like man she is so fucking good um uh, is Maude apatow oh like, really holy shit Maude apatow is a good little actor man she is fucking great well, like, dude, when you have uh, when you have uh, dad Judd Apatow, Judd Apatow, and your mom is Leslie, uh, Leslie Jones, Man. Leslie Man. Mann. There you go. Why am I thinking Leslie Jones? I don't know. Anyway, yeah. Well, yeah, totally man, Leslie Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. She she was so good in it, dude. And like speaking of Leslie Man, you know what we watched earlier this week? Now that we have Disney, uh, um, we watched George of the Jungle. <laughs> Oh God! What a, what a fun fucking stupid movie that is. So I remember watching that movie uh, because my, I think one of my cousins had rented it and like we were just there because they're like a lot younger than like I was already a teenager when that movie came out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember kind of liking it, mm-hmm. and then seeing it again decade decades later, and thinking to myself, man. I really miss Brendan Fraser. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Like, we really need more Brendan Fraser in movies. Like, for yeah. real. Like, he is such a fucking joy. He's such a delight in that movie. Uh-huh. And like, everything about so that movie, charming. Yeah, dude. But everything about that movie is delightful. Like, I go back and I like when I watched it again. I was like, yeah, you really couldn't have done this any other way, could you? Like. You couldn't have done a serious George of the Jungle movie. No like, way, dude. It had to could, be all, all, like, you know, self, self, uh, it, it had to be self aware. Like, cause yeah. they could have, they could have gone the route of Billy Zane's Phantom and, like, <laughs> tried to, <laughs> tried to make a semi serious George of the Jungle movie. Instead, they were like, ah, fuck it, throw it at the wall. And, like, yeah. It's delightful. I really liked it. I really and they're like, it. and they're like, oh man, this movie made so much money. Uh, we we need to do a sequel right away. It's like, no, nah, let's just do a Dudley Do Right movie. Like, okay, yeah. can we get Brendan Fraser back? Yeah, sure. I fucking totally <laughs> forgot they did a Dudley Do Right movie. I completely <laughs> forgot that they did that. Like, mm-hmm. wow, what a dumb fucking choice that was. So, uh, what else did you take in, uh, Parkway, mm-hmm. my friend? Man, uh, we watched that. I watched. Um, uh three musketeers the disney movie with chris o'donnell and like that was one of those things where i was watching it and i was like yeah of course you'd cast him as robin like, i think of course that's my you favorite version of the three musketeers it's uh, it, it is it's like the, I think that's I, my as, favorite. as someone who's like i don't mean to sound like a condescending dick because i'm totally going to right now but as someone mm-hmm. who like read that book yeah like i had to i had to read it in eighth grade uh-huh. Uh, someone who read that book, like that, I've seen Three Musketeer movies, and like yeah. that's the closest it's ever come. Is Disney? Is it now? Yeah, because yeah, like, apparently it's 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 technically, I guess nowadays considered young adult. Yeah, and it's it doesn't really take itself too too seriously. There's there's a lot of adult humor in it. Like there's a yeah. lot of adult jokes in it, and like 
everybody's so, is cast to such perfection, especially in that time period. Like yeah. Keeper Sutherland, Charlie Sheen, and Oliver Platt. Like, what a fucking ensemble, dude. Like, Oliver Platt is 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 one of my favorite actors ever, ever, he's ever, so ever. Fucking I good love Oliver Platt. Yeah, dude, he's fantastic as Porthos in this one. Like, yeah. he's so good. And, like, everything about that movie just makes me, like, um, I'm ready for the Swashbuckle movies to come back. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I want a serious Zorro movie. I think Diego Luna would be a fucking amazing Zorro if you, you gave it so? a... Yeah, hell yes. If you <laughs> gave it a serious chance, like, fucking Oscar Isaac would be an amazing villain in a Zorro movie. Mm-hmm. Like God what Almighty! Do, what do you think of him as a a, a Moon Knight, dude? Did we I ever talk about that? Did we ever talk about that? No, no, I, don't I totally think we ever talked that. about that. I totally forgot that he was cast as Moon Knight, and like, uh, I'm excited to see what they do with it, especially because like they made Doctor Strange so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, they really did such a good job with like making Doctor Strange a cool character. Uh, Disney's really good at making shit cool. I'm waiting for WandaVision to finish so I can sit and like watch it. Like, dude, oh god, dude, it's so good. Like, I hear <laughs> it's no, so I, fun I because, yeah, man, because it, it it's it basically see this is what it did. Okay, it basically it got its story, and then they made a prequel and they just put the prequel like the first episodes that you watch yeah. you're basically watching like like if, if they would have started at episode five uh-huh. and then like the like episode one two three and four were flashbacks nobody would care yeah. like everybody would be like oh this is great like <laughs> nobody would be like man where's this show going it's so boring the the, the show sucks but no 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 dude like it, it's it's doing it knows exactly what it's doing dude mm-hmm. it knows exactly what it's doing and i love it i love it i love it i love it that's awesome man like i got i got i i'm waiting to sit and watch that one this weekend um, dude this weekend this weekend is the last episode is so, it okay so good this then weekend I can, man I can jump on it I yeah can jump on it this weekend man yeah, stay like, away from we, the spoilers, though, dude. Oof. I have been. I've been like people. Surprisingly, people have been good. Yeah, uh, people have been good. I got, uh, but again, I don't know. I haven't been on um, Facebook too much because I got kicked off for <laughs> thirty days that. again. Like, dude, and over like over an argument dude, over stop, midsummer. Stop triggering the conservatives, dude. I'm telling Bro, you, dude. It, they it they was, can't take it, dude. Like they're they're snowflakes, dude. I'm telling an, you. It was an argument over the movie Midsummer, and like I got banned for 30 days. And dude, it was that's so the hill that you're gonna die on, dude. You're I, gonna die on the midsummer. <laughs> no, 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 no. It wasn't even that. Like, okay, so so watch. I get the, I get hit with the ban. And, like, they gave me the opportunity to argue it. And I was like, yeah, I'm fucking going to argue that. Like, I don't think you mm-hmm. understood my comment. Like, it had the option, like, you misunderstood my comment. Uh-huh. So I clicked on it. And, like, not 10 minutes later, they were like, um, you're absolutely right. You, 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 you didn't violate any terms and conditions. Fuck you anyway. Uh, <laughs> you're banned for 30 days. Like, for real. They just, oh, like, my goodness, no. dude. Yeah, they still just, like, yeah, but fuck you. I was like, all right. Like, what kind of shit is that? But yeah, I got banned for 30 days on fucking on, uh, on Facebook. But I'm thriving over on Twitter. Um, How are you now? It's, yeah, because, like, man, uh, all you got to do over there is have an opinion. And everybody That's comes sweet. out of the woodwork to tell you how fucking stupid you are. It's amazing. <laughs> like, dude, I fucking because what's his name? Tony Khan, the owner of AEW, um, uh-huh. 
posted a thing that he was super proud that like AW like swept the the Daves this year, the Meltzer Awards. Uh, yeah, and I was like, well, of course it did. And I I commented on it and I said, uh, don't let Meltzer, Meltzer fool you. Um, your program is bad. Like you need to hire writers. Like you have some of the best athletes in the world. Like hire writers. Stop letting these people book themselves. They're not good at it. Like I'm sorry. Yeah, that's that's, that's their that's their problem. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, bro, like, don't you remember that joke? I booked myself to be pleased with this. Like Kevin Nash joking <laughs> with WCW. Like, like, damn, dude. Like WCW took like six years to get that bad. Like you're just like starting there. Like they just started year nineteen. Like like 1999. Like WCW, and I'm like, all right. You think Cody Rhodes would know better? <laughs> and like, see, Cody books himself fine. Like, yeah. Cody books himself fine. Omega's being booked fine, but like everybody else is just in like some sort of like wave of doing whatever the fuck they want to do, and it's dumb. And yeah. like, people just started getting mad at me, and I'm like, no, I'm right. Like, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm right. Like. It's not an opinion. It's a fact. It, it, they're great at booking pay-per-view matches. Absolutely. Like, their matches are always really good. Make me give a shit. Yeah. But I'm like, you're, you're not a pay-per-view anymore. You're a weekly episodic television show. Give you me a reason an hour to a week to, to blow me away. <laughs> two hours. They have two hours every Wednesday to fucking make me stay, dude. Like, I feel like I'm the only one participating in the quote-unquote Wednesday Night Wars because people are watching AEW because fuck WWE. Like, it's yeah. the only reason they're watching it. And they're trying to appeal to a really small audience. They're trying to do the exact same thing Paul Heyman was doing, only they have Vince McMahon money. But that's the thing. At some point, Homeboy's going to get tired of running out of money. Mm. Like, he's going to get tired of just spending money for nothing. Like, the joke's not going to be funny in three years. But and Billy and Billy Corgan's not gonna be around to book. Yeah, I was like, I don't think Billy Corgan's <laughs> gonna blow your ass out of this one. Yeah, like, good luck to you. But so, whatever. so I had an amazing time um, this past this past week, dude. I I saw something that kind of renewed my faith in uh, um, adaptations, mm -hmm. and like because you know how people adapt old cartoons and old like you know tv shows oh, yeah, and yeah. they mostly suck mm -hmm. well oh, yeah. i got the shock <laughs> of my life this past weekend because i actually saw tom and jerry oh did you and um directed by tim fantastic four story <laughs> like the guy who directed the first two fantastic four movies not counting the roger corman one <laughs> and um it's the only one that should count <laughs> Yeah, and oh my god, dude! Like it's, it's not the best movie. It's not even like you know. I'm I'm probably never gonna watch it again. But God, dude, I laugh so hard, dude. Did you like we it? It's it's um, it's basically what it is. It, it's 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 basically a plot. They they found a way to do a plot around several Tom and Jerry cartoons. Oh wow! Like they recreated the gags in the in the old old school Tom and Jerry cartoons, and they just wrapped the plot around it. How you know? weird! Yeah, and it's done really well. They got Chloe Grace Moretz coming out in it. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Michael Pena comes yeah. out in it. Um, and the I... the the fact that they made every single animal in that movie animated, 
like to make it work in the world. Like it's not one of those where, oh, they occupy their own universe and oh, they out of they magically jumped into our world. No, 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 no. Okay. Like they occupy our they, world. They just no sell that things are cartoons. Exactly. Like like that's just regular. Like all animals are animated and and you know yeah. it's just the way it is. And I, and, and I dig it. I didn't get a chance to to sit and watch it, but a couple of days ago, my uh, we were hanging out with my stepkids, and my wife bought um, some tie dye stuff for them. Oh, cool! Uh, yeah, yeah. So we could tie dye some clothes for them and stuff like that. So we we did a little tie dye project. But uh, before we went out and did that, uh, they were watching the Tom and Jerry cartoon, and I didn't get like too into it. I just didn't pay very much attention to it. Um, but I did the see the, well, the actual movie, like oh, the, yeah, yeah. the new one that just came out. Like we watched, yeah. I, I was watching a little bit of it <laughs> and what I saw was kind of funny, but like, I just wasn't like giving it, I was, I like, to be fair, I wasn't really giving it any attention. Yeah. Uh, but it looked pretty funny. Like the stuff that I saw, like I did hear a few of the old, like Jerry screams, like when he gets yeah. his tail stomped on, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, which I love, like. I will, I will tell you one thing, man. Tim Story did his his damned hardest to ruin this movie. <laughs> he tried so hard to ruin this movie. Oh my god! He I'm threw sorry, in, this is so funny. Like the he way you threw say in. That. He has a habit of throwing it, like turning like some scenes into a, a hip hop music video, yeah. like. Like he he wants everybody to know he wants everybody to know that a black guy directed the movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's cool. He's with it. He's hip with the kids. You know. I feel you. And uh, man, like like the the narrative itself is really really bad, but it, <laughs> like the Tom and Jerry stuff. Like he, Tim Story gets Tom and Jerry, and he's a hardcore fan of Tom and Jerry, and uh, they really shine, and they save this movie. Damn, dude! Like they totally save it. Well, I gotta check it out, man. I gotta take the, the actual time to sit and watch it. It's an hour and a half, dude. It's really short, really short. So yeah, because it blew by really quick. At the, and when I was over there at the house, I, I like you know I, I take my attention off the TV for a few minutes, and it's, it's over. I was like, okay, well, shit. <laughs> like, so I uh, I also uh, um, I didn't watch the Golden Globes um, yeah. because I don't have cable anymore. So I'm like, well, yeah. whatever. But I did hear that uh, this movie called uh, um, The United States versus Billy Holiday won a bunch mm-hmm. of awards. Yeah, yeah, I heard and, about that. Uh, so I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. And uh, holy crap, dude, that movie is directed by Lee Daniels. Uh-huh. And uh, man, I am a huge, huge Billy Holiday fan. Like, mm-hmm. I, I love her freaking music. Yeah, uh, yeah. I know very little about her actual life. All I do know that she was she died very young. Yeah. And uh, that she was she had various drug addictions and various lovers and like her, her life was really messed up. I had no idea it was this bad. Right. Like on. I had no idea it was this bad. And um like the actress that they got to play her, uh I don't know what they did, like if they dubbed her or whatever, dude, but that's actually her her voice and her singing. Mm-hmm. she's real um, good and she's really really good she sounds wow. almost exactly like her you know that's impressive and i did some research and she's an actual singer like she's a real life she's not an actor she's an actual singer yeah, yeah and man she's she's awesome in this movie you know that's pretty cool man and like. uh it it's it's one of those typical like you know the the uh the white man trying to hold the the black the black uh, artist down 
but yeah. uh, Lee Daniels, he he has a, a unique way of telling a story, well, and it kept me interested. Well, as the legendary Prince once said, if the bra fits. <laughs> yeah, man, it's so funny, man. Because one of the there, there's an actress in that movie who uh, who also comes out in uh, uh, that Eddie Murphy movie, uh, Dolomite is my name. I and I one. saw her, and I saw her, and I'm like, damn, now I need to watch that movie again. So I watched Dolomite is my name again, which is like <laughs> I mean, the tenth time I've seen that movie, dude. I freaking love that movie. I gotta sit and watch that one. I haven't taken the time to watch that one. Yeah, it's it's Eddie Murphy is back in that movie, dude. Like he's right on. He's back to to form. Unfortunately, he has a return back to it, you know. And I don't <laughs> think he's gonna do that. Fingers crossed for coming to America. I know. Uh, I have we're definitely doubts. gonna talk about that movie. We definitely got to because oh, coming yeah. to America is one of my all time favorite movies. It's because it's probably one of the funniest fucking movies to ever happen, <laughs> yeah. ever. Like that 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 movie is a goddamn blessing to cinema. Like. <laughs> For it real, totally is man. Talk about lighting in a bottle with that one. Yeah, really. But, uh, but anyway, man, uh, I'm really excited about this episode because hell yeah, me it's, too. It's uh, one of my favorite directors. Um, he's yeah. like he, he's he's a he's a franchise type director, man. Like he's yeah. guys that directs multiple movies in a franchise. But this one, uh, I think he really stepped out of his wheelhouse, and uh, it's one of his most unique works. Sam Raimi directed this movie called The Quick and the Dead, sh- mm-hmm. starring Sharon Stone and. Russell Crowe, and you can't get more 1995, dude. Than and Sharon Gene, and Gene fucking Hackman, dude. And Gene Hackman returning to the role of a bad guy, dude. He had he hadn't like, played a bad guy in a while. Oh, uh, and he he right. just fucking nails it in this movie. Like, god damn, he's so I good. Gotta, I gotta tell you, dude, he's a better Lex Luthor in this movie than he is in the original Superman movie. He dude. really is, dude. <laughs> and I like, love it. I love it. I love it, dude. This is it's a movie that like reminds you like oh yeah that was fucking Lex Luthor like hardcore in this fucking movie and let me tell you man I really feel like Sam Raimi missed his missed his calling with act with with western movies you think like so? I think so like don't get me wrong I love fucking almost everything that he's ever done I love the Spider-Man movies um uh, I fucking adore Evil Dead the entire Evil Dead trilogy uh, I love Darkman. I love what he does with horror movies. Like, he he really has his finger on the pulse. But man, he, in my he, opinion, he's only made one bad movie, and that is uh, the Oz the Great and Powerful. Oh, I haven't watched that one. Yeah, like, don't. I, <laughs> I, I I don't plan to. Um, James Franco is very hit and miss with me. Yeah, he's very, um, I, very, very missing that one. <laughs> I know. I know my man likes to fucking throw his hat in everything and anything. And that's cool. Yeah, like, I totally, respect that. Totally. But like, just there's just some things that he's not uh, good at, and mm-hmm. like the idea of him playing a young Oz, I'm like, I'm I'm good. Like, I just I had no interest. Yeah, um, it's but, very much it's his performance is very much uh, stage rehearsal caliber. Right on. <laughs> but, so. Uh, uh, yeah, so yeah, man. This this movie is uh, like we said, starring Sharon Stone, Russell Crowe, Gene Hackman, a very young Leonardo DiCaprio. Where at the time he was trying to break away from the whole um, the whole kid. Uh, yeah. He, he, yeah, he was just coming into his own as a, as an adult actor because he was a, he was a child actor before this. And he played a character called Kid. Yeah. 
<laughs> but man, like like you could see his chops uh, just like growing in this movie. Like he, this role that he played, especially spoiler alert, especially his death scene, like just like was on par with with everybody else in this movie, dude. Let me put this out there, okay? Because like it, this goes without saying, like it really fucking does. Mm-hmm. Um. Leonardo DiCaprio does not have to go that hard. No. Uh, in some movies, you just don't have to go that hard. Uh, this is one of those movies where you don't have to go that hard. And, like, Leo DiCaprio goes hard. Yes. Like, he makes this character a main character. And when you really think about it, he's really not that big of a character in the movie. Like, he's no, really no. not. He's, and that's he's more like a He's more like a window uh, for the audience. Uh, to the to uh, the Gene Hackman character. Yeah, you know? yeah. And like, here's the thing. Sharon Stone vied for Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, mm-hmm. begged Sam Raimi so much that she offered to pay him for the movie. Huh. Like, she was like, take, like, hire him, I'll pay him. Like, mm-hmm. just fucking get this kid. You want Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, and it was the same thing with Russell Crowe. She fought for Russell Crowe. Like, you have to cast Russell Crowe in this movie. Originally, those two roles were supposed to go to none other than Liam Neeson for for the good reverend, for fucking Russell Crowe's part. Yeah. And um, David Arquette was going to play Kid Heron, uh, was going to play Leonardo DiCaprio's role. That's who who Sam Raimi wanted was David Arquette. So that role was oh, supposed to God. be a little goofier, a little funnier, a little more hokey. Like he was supposed dude, to be Dude, I the- love I love David Arquette, right? But he would have been totally wrong for this role, dude. Mm-hmm. Because what DiCaprio does is he he has a sense of arrogance, yeah. but also a sense of tragedy. You yeah. know, like he's arrogant and you believe his arrogance. You believe the fact that he's got this uh this talent. Of of like being a being a fast gunfighter, right? Did you even see and, me? I was so damn fast. <laughs> I love that. Wow, that was fast. <laughs> like it's it's so it's so funny to watch him watch him do that, and then you see him. He has his scenes with with uh, Gene Hackman, and yeah. he just turns into this little child in front yeah. of him, and he does. Such and a it's good believable. Job it. Yeah, like he yeah. does such a good job of like the only person he's afraid of is his dad. Like yeah. he'll go out in the middle of the street and have a gunfight with somebody and he's yeah. not even like shaking because he's like dude i'm gonna beat you like i don't fucking care how fast you think you are i'm fucking faster like <laughs> he's not afraid yeah. of anybody but like fucking gene hackman steps to him and he shakes like he holds his head down like yeah. even when he's an asshole to him like gene hackman puts him down and just shuts him like keeps him in his place it's really weird like, yeah, the dynamic is so different than what I think David Arquette would have brought to the role. I think David Arquette would have been awesome in the role. I really do think he would have been. But yeah. um, it would have been a totally different character. Uh, mm-hmm. You wouldn't feel for him the way you feel for DiCaprio. No. You just wouldn't. Like, no. DiCaprio brought like, something different. Like, honestly, um, David Arquette 
didn't play that type of role until I think maybe like Scream. Yeah. Because like it, it, you, it, he is kind of goofy and he is kind of what he is, but but he brought he, he wasn't he wasn't at the at the point in his career where he could bring heart to a character like that. Yeah, and don't you get know? me wrong, like David Arquette's a good actor. Like in my opinion, he's a, he's great, a actor. great actor. Yeah, like yeah. I think he's really great. Like the guy has amazing range, and he really does deserve to be in more stuff. It's a damn shame that he isn't. But yeah. like for this role, like no, I'm glad it went to DiCaprio. Like I'm yeah. glad it went to him. Like he he really nails it, and that's because like like fuck all this main cast, dude. Like the supporting <laughs> cast. Like holy yeah. shit, dude! Everybody is such a tremendous character. Like all these gunfighters are. Uh, for lack of a better term, goofy stereotypes of a Western movie. But I want to see, like, they've made movies about every single one of these characters, right? Like, every single character is based on an old Western movie uh, uh, character. Yeah, even even Sharon Stone, she's incredibly fucking Josie Wales. Like, she's channeling her inner Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Like, just that quiet, calm, cool. And, like, one of the things that's really neat about Sharon Stone's character is it very easily could have been a dude. Like, yeah. it very easily could have been a dude. She just happens to play it as just it just so happens she's a female. Yeah. Like, that's so, it. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. And and I'm going to and I'm going to um, I'm going to say something. It may be controversial or whatever, but I'm just going to say it because everybody's thinking it, dude. So Sharon Stone is one of the most beautiful actresses that have ever existed. Oh, like, God. She's yeah. just absolutely gorgeous. Right. Her role that she was taking at, the, at this time was very much. Um, OK, we're hiring you because you're hot and you're you're, you're willing to show your boobs. Like, yeah. that's why we're hiring you. We're not hiring you for your acting ability. We're hiring you because you're willing to show your boobs and you're hot. Okay. Yeah. When she took this role, mm. they hired her because she's hot and she's willing to show her boobs. Mm. But what she puts on screen and the way the way her character uh, uh, comes out and the, the way like sh- her acting ability is on like just she puts everything on the screen in the in in this role. Yeah. Again, and somebody who doesn't have to go this hard. She went hard, dude. Yeah. And I got to tell you, dude, if anybody else had taken this role, it wouldn't have worked because Sharon Stone has this look whenever somebody's whenever like somebody like when when she walks into the into the saloon and Pat Hingle's like whores in the back. Right. That look that she gives like it, it. She is like just looking straight through him, dude. And she and she does this look stool out from under him and everything. Yeah. Like, and then on a dime, she turns and when she's having her flashbacks mm-hmm. to to when uh to when uh with her dad and her as a kid, Who, who's played for like what the fuck? How much extra money did you have that you could grab Gary Sinise post? Gary, I saw his Forrest name. Gump. Like I saw his name on on the credits. I'm like Gary Sinise in this movie. I don't remember Gary Sinise. Yeah, dude, he's in the flashbacks. <laughs> they had him for a grand total of like four minutes in this movie. <laughs> but like, good for Sam Raimi, just nabbed his ass right out of Forrest Gump. Like, get your ass over here, Gary. You owe me a favor, and I'm calling that one in. Fresh, like, fresh from an Academy Award nomination, Gary. Yeah, Sinise. dude. <laughs> 
for fucking Lieutenant Dan. That yeah. was, it's super cool that he did this movie. Yeah. Like, again, everybody in this movie is cast to fucking perfection. Can I tell you who my absolute favorite of all these gunfighters are? Keith David. No, 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 no. Oh. No, I know Lance who you're going to say. Go for it. fucking Hendrickson, dude. Ace Hanlon. Ace Hanlon, dude. <laughs> Yes, dude, I want an Ace Hanlon movie. Give me my fucking Ace Hanlon movie. Like, (laughs) just him in those badass fucking Ace of Spades cowboy boots. Yeah. Like, I'm the fastest man alive. Like, I love his fucking voice. I put an Ace of Spades in my deck every time I kill a man. And then we got like... (laughs) A deck of 52 aces. Ooh. (laughs) Bro, that's so Western. Like, what a character, Ace Hanlon. I love it, dude. You know Lance Henriksen has said that's his favorite role of all time? I I believe it because, man, like, he's... He he is hamming it up, dude. Like, oh, God, he's so good. And he's having so much fun with this role, dude. He's so fucking good, dude. Like, he, he just... He, it's... Okay, because I compare this movie a lot, a whole lot, uh, to Bloodsport. It okay. feels very Bloodsport in the sense that it's a tournament fight and all your bad guys are just caricatures. Like... They're just goofy caricatures of something. Like Mark Boone Jr., Bobby yeah. Elvis himself, a bald Bobby Elvis. Like, like, I had no idea that Mark Boone Jr. had a face underneath all that hair, dude. No shit. <laughs> like, I don't think he's cut his hair, hair since this role, dude. <laughs> I guess not, because, like, bro, he was so fucking cool in that movie. Like, just when he's hitting on, on fucking... Sharon Stone, like, I need a woman. You need a bath. Like, I and yeah. I, I, I love all that, dude. Like, I love Spotted Horse, the, the Native American who can't be killed by a bullet. My personal yeah. favorite gunfight in the whole movie is fucking yeah. Court, is fucking, um, what's his name? Russell Crowe's character, Court, uh, versus, versus Spotted Horse. Like... I love it, dude. I kind of felt bad for him at that point. Oh, I did too. But like, it's just such a like, it's such a ridiculous gunfight. It's so good, bad, and the ugly. Like, it's so delightfully good, bad, and the ugly. Like, I, 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 we'll get to that spot in a minute, I guess. But like, every, everybody in this movie is cast so well. And like, I, I maintain, that like if you've never seen a western before like if you've never watched a western movie ever in your life watch quick and the dead and because yeah. it's it's, it's an, every it's, single western movie in one it is the fucking beach boys of western movies <laughs> the beach boys <laughs> like bro if if you don't like the beach boys it's cuz you're tone deaf everybody likes a beach boys song you can tap your toes to every single fucking beach boys song you know who fucking hates kokomo will people who've never heard kokomo <laughs> like that's why you hate you you can't, you can't tell me you hate kokomo that's a great song like and now it's in your head like yeah. it was it sucked dude like the other day it was it it was in my head I, I i went i did everything i could to get away from that damn song like i drove down the street i went to my my in-laws house i went to my mother's house i went to aruba jamaica Ooh. <laughs> I, I know that now was a long joke it. now you're it's seeing to- it yeah it's yeah. totally worth it 
it was totally worth it to get it stuck in your head. Yeah, <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, I, I first heard it in uh, uh, Full House, and I, it hasn't left my head since. Oh, I forgot about that. that's that. That's the first time I heard that song too. Yeah, but like, yeah, it, it's it's just one of these movies that like, if you like Quick and the Dead, you'll like Western movies. There's some yeah. bad westerns out there. I'm not gonna sit here and lie, but there's also some really great and fun ones. And this is a really great fun Western movie. Yeah, like it really fucking is. So like, another character that I love, and and it's it's, I, I honestly believe that his character was wasted in this movie. It was Keith David, yeah, as, uh, as Ken Trow. Um, and it's it's so funny because he his character has this subplot of uh, that the town hired him <laughs> to take care of uh, to take care of Herod. I promise what I'm doing is not illegal in in some states. Um, you're 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 choking on your apple juice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah that's what it is. That's what it was. Um, but yeah, like that's such an interesting like Western plot. Like he's a gunfighter that the town hired to kill like the tyrant of the town. Yeah, it's <laughs> that's it's that's such a a, a cliche uh, Western movie trope, you know. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they were able to fit it in here is <laughs> so funny, man. Yeah, like they they went through a lot. Like Sam Raimi went through a lot of trouble, um, for authentication. Mm-hmm. Like all the guns are like legitimate styles of guns. Like yeah. that scene with Leonardo DiCaprio showing all these guns, uh, to Russell Crowe because Gene Hackman's gonna buy him a gun to force him to have a gunfight. Yeah, and showing him all these really amazing models. Like these are very real guns. They're very really from their time. Yep. And like and man, they are gorgeous. They're some beautiful Colt revolvers that they have in this movie in this movie. And like uh, a lot of these guys went through the trouble, like for their own sake, of studying how to use a gun. Like a lot of them did. Like they didn't have to. Like Sam Raimi didn't require it. Like Sam, and if you watch this movie, there's not a whole lot of gun tricks in it. Like, there's really not. Like, Russell Crowe has a big moment where he demonstrates how good he is with the gun. Like, he's really good with it. Sharon Stone was really good with it. But you know who apparently was the fastest on set? Uh, uh, Gene fucking Hackman. I believe it. Like, I believe it. <laughs> yeah, apparently Gene Hackman was the fastest one with the fucking gun. Like, second was Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio was super quick with it, too. Like well, they, you know, uh, j- just tell Leonardo DiCaprio to act like Gene Hackman, he would have been faster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, hey, it's come true. On. It's not his fault. He totally quicksilvered, but like, <laughs> apparently, he's not faster than a bullet. Anyway, uh, I would like to think that that uh, that uh, DiCaprio's character uh, survived his gunshot, and he grew up to be Candy to to uh, in the Django. Like he's the same character. (laughs) (laughs) He just took all his dad's money after fucking Sharon Stone put a hole in him. Like, yeah, man. Like, like now all that money is his, you know. And he took it, and you know he he built an empire, (laughs) you know, (laughs) on racism and slavery. That's fucked up. Nah, man. Fee Heron was a little too cool. Kid was cooler than that. 
<laughs> and he totally he he totally got uh he totally hooked up with uh with Sharon Stone. Oh and, yeah, he he like, won her in a game of poker. <laughs> like wow. <laughs> That's so fucked up. But yeah, man, like there's just so much to unpack with like how fun this movie is and like they 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 just it's just such a good Western and like it's as good as anything Sergio Leone did. And like the music is fantastic in it. Like it, it feels like a real authentic Western and it came out, excuse me, at a time where it was competing with a fuck ton of Westerns. Yep, Like, like really good Westerns too. Yeah. Like like really, really came, good Westerns. It was like one of five Westerns to hit theaters that year. Like it was this one. Um, Frank and Jesse with Bill Paxton. Yeah. Um, Bad Girls, the one that was an all like female cast. Yeah. With Drew Barrymore. Uh, yeah, with Drew Barrymore. Um, fuck, what else came Tombstone. out? Tombstone was 93, I think. Was it? Yeah, I think Tombstone yeah. was 93. I think Tombstone was the one that like sort of paved the way for this one. Tombstone and yeah. uh, Unforgiven. Uh-huh. Like when those movies came out, it's sort of like... Like, oh, shit, you know, you can still do the Westerns and shit like that. And then Lonesome Dove did the TV show. Yeah. So, like, Westerns. And I think I think I think also uh, um, uh, what's her what's her name? Uh, That that show, uh, the medicine medicine woman. Oh, Dr. Quinn. Yeah. Dr. Quinn. Yeah. Dr. Quinn medicine woman. Yeah. That was Gerald Briscoe Jr. (laughs) Yeah. Gerald Briscoe. Briscoe County. Yeah. Briscoe County, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Joe Gerald Briscoe. Briscoe. What am I talking about? <laughs> Talk about them damn Briscoe boys. <laughs> but um yeah, dude, like there was a whole lot of like Western shit coming out. So it was easy to kind of like lose track of everything. Mm-hmm. Like it was easy to just sort of lose track of all the things that were coming out. Like there was a really cool show that came out and I, I want to say it was 95 actually. Uh, I could be wrong. It might have been like 96. But um, there was a show called Purgatory. Did you ever hear about that show? Purgatory. Yeah. No. So, was it on TNT? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds TNT. like it. So, like, what it was about was um, it's a bar. It starts off, like, in a saloon. And, mm-hmm. like, there's these five guys in the saloon. And they're all kind of, like, eyeballing each other. Like, they don't trust each other. They don't like each other. And then you come to find out that it's Jesse James, Billy the Kid, Wyatt Earp. Um, is this with uh, Eric Roberts? I think Eric Roberts. And Randy is in Quaid. It. Yeah, yeah, Randy Quaid's in it. And um, yeah, it turns out they're in a bar in Purgatory, and Purgatory is a town, like between heaven and hell. It's a town and they have to redeem themselves. Like they have to like pick their paths basically. And like it lasted, I think like five episodes and they just kiboshed it. And I was like, son of a bitch. I was so interested. Like, can we try that again? Like, that's a cool idea. Like, let's try that one again. Like, Let's re let's remake it. Let's remake it. Yeah, I kind of I kind of because okay, so I'm like I'm I'm looking it up right now. I, I don't uh, I don't remember anything about it, mm-hmm. uh, but it it does sound interesting though. It does yeah. sound interesting. Like it's it was a weird show, but it was super cool, man. Like the idea was super cool, and like 
I wanted more of that. I, I really like a good Western. I watched Westerns all the time with my dad. Like uh-huh. that was that was his shtick. And same thing with my grandfather. Like when um <clears throat> my uncle got him satellite like years and years and years and years and years ago. Um he discovered the Western channel and oh. like we're good. Like we're just <laughs> he didn't need any other channel. Yeah. Like he occasionally went to Discovery. But, like, just Westerns, that's all he watched. Like, that was his thing, man. Like, my man loved Westerns. So and- uh, so this movie was originally on... I watched it on Hulu. Um, but, you know, every month they take the movies off. Yeah. And, and for some reason they, they move it to... But the this movie... Uh, got on uh, Pluto it's a it's a uh, it's a free TV app and yeah. uh, it's Thank got you for showing this to us by the way yes and uh, ironically we're talking about it it's got its own Western channel I think it has like three Western channels on there yeah where they show one channel is all Western TV shows and another channel is all Western movies yeah so yeah man it's it's uh it's this this movie it's I, I wouldn't say it's hard to find um i mean i hadn't seen it in in years and years and years mm-hmm. uh it never i've never seen it on tv i've never seen it on uh um i don't think i ever saw it like on hbo or or on on any of those movie channels quicker than uh, that yeah uh i don't think i don't think i ever i ever did but um you know i'm telling you man like with with the, with these streaming services and everything Mm-hmm. It's getting easier and easier to rediscover these movies. Yeah, absolutely. Especially dude. for this one. Especially why, with this one. Yeah, and that's because like it it was on Prime like a week ago. That's why I suggested yeah. it. Yeah. Like, I saw it on Prime and I was like, dude, we should totally do Quick and the Dead. Like that's a fun movie, and we haven't yeah. done any westerns yet. So like, and like as someone like I said who's a giant fan of westerns, like this movie is just such a fucking blast. Like, it's so much fun, and and with with Sam Raimi's flair. Like, it yes. just so much better, dude. Because, like, <laughs> and that's why, because one of the things I noticed about this movie, and it's, it's a thing that he uses in a lot of his movies, is the zooming close-up. Yeah. Like, where he just zooms right into your face, and, like, he tilts the camera mid-zoom. And, like, it's a staple of the Evil Dead movies, of all yeah. three of them. It's a staple of it. And he uses um, it a lot in the Spider-Man movies, too. Yeah, big time. But, like, he uses it in Quick and the Dead. And like, mm-hmm. let me tell you, those shots are built for westerns. Yeah. Like those zooms to the face, like when you get that close to the face, and they're like waiting there with their hands by their hips to draw their gun. They're waiting for that clock to yeah. strike twelve, so uh-huh. they can pull their guns on each other. You hear the clock like, clicking. You hear, you hear like yeah. the timer going down, and he's zooming into their eyes to the to the to the gun and everything. Yeah, man, <laughs> like, it's brilliant. Like it looks. It, I'm like those shots are built for westerns. Like. Mm-hmm. And it just made this movie look so cool. It adds a certain like flair to it, but it's unmistakably Sam Raimi. Like those shots are like, if this wasn't a Sam Raimi movie, you'd be like, man, he should sue this guy. <laughs> like yeah, one, at least this guy should give him some fucking credit. Like, and one of my favorite scenes and uh, like Sam Raimi, it, this this scene shows how good of a director he is. You know, take away his flair, take away his his uh, um, trademark uh, trademark zooms or whatever. The scene where Russell Crowe is being hanged in the bar and, <laughs> and the Gene Hackman is just shooting the pieces of the chair 
corner out of him, yeah. like out from under him. Yeah. Like, dude, like I was on the edge of my seat, dude. Yeah. Like, and and it's 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 so wonderfully acted, and it's so like the pacing of that scene is so perfect, dude. Like that's the peak of this movie, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and like it's it's like it it gets you involved, it gets you uh, gets your attention, and and it like it never lets go throughout the whole movie, man. Yeah, man. Even the the side stories are like hella interesting. Like it cause, again, um, this is a mishmash of Western movies. Yeah. Like everybody has a story and it's from a movie that, that Sergio Leone already made. Um, <laughs> yeah. like, this is like a best of, this is like a compilation, you know, very, a very compilation. Much, <laughs> it's, it, it's very much the Beach Boys of Western movies. I, I yeah, like every single, like, yeah, like every single character, uh, like basically stepped out of their own movie and walked onto this one, you know? Yeah. And like, like there's Sharon Stone's backstory is like her dad was killed by Gene Hackman and she wants revenge. Yeah. Excuse me. And like she has no real name. They only say her name once in the movie and Russell Crowe says her name. Uh, uh, it's Ellen. Like he only says her name once. The rest of the movie they call her the lady. Oh, just call her you lady. look like a Helen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Extra but, points um, if you guys can figure out what line that's that movie's from. <laughs> but <laughs> but um yeah dude like they do such a fucking nifty job of it like with with every with her and her story and then you have like Russell Crowe's character like Russell Crowe's character used to be in a gang with Gene Hackman's character and like he like quit his his cowboy ways and he became a priest and like he opened his own church and he had his own like congregation and shit. And Gene Hackman just rode into town with his boys and killed the entire congregation and just took him hostage. And burned the church down. And burned the church down. And they took Russell Crowe with them back to a town that Gene Hackman just controls. Because yeah. no one's faster than him. Like it's 50 cents for every dollar that that town brings in. Including the little blind boy. Yeah. <laughs> that bastard Hackman. He probably yeah, takes man. 75 cents of that dollar, that poor kid. <laughs> Just out there with paints and shit. Like, it's so weird. And that's another that's another uh, cliche, you know, the 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 blind kid that that introduces the stranger into the town, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he acts as the um as our exposition for yeah. our characters, for some of our characters, like, and I, he, he can't see anybody, but yeah. he just knows who everybody is. Like, okay, cool, whatever. Like, he knows who everybody is, and he knows where everything is because you know, he, apparently, he's been there for so long. You know. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Like at thirteen years old or however old he's supposed yeah. to be. <laughs> like, it's so fucking funny, and like. I don't know, man. Like I'm, I'm like as I'm watching it again, I'm just like, God, dude, everybody's so good in it. Like even Sharon Stone's first fight is against Tobin Bell, Jigsaw. Yeah, Jigsaw. Like who, how cool is who, that? He's good in this movie too. So I remember watching Tobin Bell in uh in the Saw movies, and he is so damn good in those movies. Oh yeah, like oh, he's yeah. so perfectly cast. I honestly thought 
that that this guy was like one of those uh like classic actors that came out in 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 uh, like an old movie or something like like a multi academy award winning type of actor like yeah, gene yeah. hackman is no nah, man tobin bell's entire career is he's that guy in the background you know yeah. he has like one or two lines you yeah know? Uh, he, and, he, and it's he he was kind of the world's first brian cranston yeah and, like and the dad he, from he, malcolm in the middle no <laughs> heisenberg like. heisenberg and that. it wasn't until after i watched uh i watched saw that i started noticing him in a bunch of movies dude yeah like i like i like, did you know that he's in, ep- in an episode of Seinfeld like Brian Cranston is? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, you know, and and then like I, I'm seeing him in this movie, like, hey, it's it's. I mean, of course, he's gonna forever be known as Jigsaw, right? But yeah. I mean, I've seen him in so many other things that like Jigsaw is kind of like just faded away. But Jigsaw is is the one that made me notice him, and now I just notice him in everything, and he's yeah. been in a million freaking movies. Yeah, you know. Like, see, uh, on any other circumstance, if it wasn't for Saw, Tobin Bell would be. A- another one of those uh that guy from that movie yeah exactly you know and and uh <laughs> yeah man like now now i notice him where whenever whenever he comes out in, in something you know because it's all uh, but yeah like he, he's he's just he's just cannon fodder you know he's just, yeah. he's just something like that <laughs> he's somebody for, that for Stone Stone. <laughs> yeah. you know and like, uh sorry. You got to get shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, what we're going to do, man, is we're going to take a real quick break and then we're going to get into the uh, the plot of this of this uh, awesome uh, Sam Raimi Western, uh, which there needs to be way more of. Dude, Sam Raimi needs to make another Western. I would love to see another Sam Raimi Western. I really fucking would. Like, <laughs> yeah. We need one. We really do. So uh, what we're going to do real quick is we're going to take a break uh, here on the Movie Know It All podcast on RGV Titan Radio. We are the 956. We'll be right back. Are you looking for great local music? Then tune in to RGVTitanRadio.com. We play everything local, like hip-hop, rock, and country. If you want your music played on our radio station, then send your music to playmymusic at rgvtitanradio.com. Once more, that's playmymusic at rgvtitanradio.com. Be sure to send MP3 files that include the names of the track, album, and band or artist along with cover art. rgvtitanradio.com. We are the 956. From the depths of the primordial ooze of pop culture, Two figures emerge to bring their gift of knowledge and films to the masses. Their only qualifications? They watched a hell of a lot of movies when they were kids. They're not just experts. They're not just fans. They are movie know-it-alls. Join Bob and Will every Wednesday at 5 p.m. as they host the Movie Know-It-All podcast. Only on RG Titan Radio. We are the 956. calling you man to see if you wanted to go to the show over at yerb let me know dude call me back bro this club is popping off right now man i'll send you the location dude get out here look man i get it you're social distancing but come on man let's go to the mall let's go have some lunch don't be that guy covid19 is serious 
Always wash your hands, always wear a mask, and only go out for the essentials. This message is brought to you by RGVTitanRadio.com. We are the 956. Gentlemen, please remember, you must not draw until that clock makes the first chime of the hour. Once that happens, you may fire at your convenience. Whoa, now, what if somebody gets too excited and starts shooting early? Yeah. (laughs) It'd be cheats. It'd be eliminated from the contest. Standing after the draw is the winner. If both men are still standing, you must continue firing. I make myself clear. Gentlemen, the street is yours. I only wound you, kid. You're a con man. Mr. Swedish Champion, are you done? Stay down now unless you're still fighting. Yes, I give up. I just love everything about that scene, man. Yeah, dude, like, like that that scene, god damn, it's so delightful. Like, it's so, like, the music, dude. Like, just, like they really build a gunfight dude like and the gunfights are only like two seconds like yeah. they're so quick but alan like, silvestri yes, who dude. like this is like his third western in a row because he did he did young guns yeah and then he did uh back to the future part three that's, and then this a, that's a western yeah i don't give a shit one. what people say that's a western <laughs> sorry guys yeah. Like I'm not here to argue with you. That's like saying a Batman movie. Like you know, it's it's not a Batman movie because it has Batman in it. It's exactly what the fuck it is. Like I'm sorry, Back to the Future yeah. Three is a western, and it's it, if you look at it that way, it's kind of fun. Like, <laughs> it's really good. Anyway, uh, so this movie, uh, it's it's like 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 we've been saying. It's very much rooted in the traditions of the old Sergio Leone uh, uh, spaghetti westerns and and the, oh, yeah. the trope and stereotypes of what a quote unquote American western is. And um, if you've seen or or like um, like any 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 type of western has certain tropes. Like I get I guess the the what you can say like nowadays is like if you played Red Dead Redemption. This is basically a, a movie 
version of that, you know, right. where it's got all the tropes, it's got all the stereotypes and everything. Yeah. Well, it's, it's Sam Raimi's Western tropes. Yeah. yeah. It's littered with Western tropes, like all over the fucking place. So we're introduced to uh, um, to uh, uh, Sharon Stone's character. I guess her name is Ellen. And um, they refer to her as Lady throughout the entire movie. As Lady, right? So any other movie, any other time, this probably would have been a, uh, um, uh, like you said, it would have been cast as a man. Mm. But I think it works better uh, as as uh, as a woman because throughout the whole movie they're kind of underestimating her. Yeah, and yeah. She, and you kind of don't know why she's there, right? Right. So uh, you very quickly realize that she's there to kill somebody, or she's mm -hmm. there for like for for, for some specific person. Yeah. Right? And revenge comes to Helltown. Like <laughs> yeah. And what's so fun about this movie and what I love about it is the main plot revolves around a quick draw contest. Yeah. Where it's like a tournament of like going out into the middle of the street and waiting for the for high noon to uh, the you know the clock to strike and then drawing their weapons and shooting at each other. Mm -hmm. Right. And there's like there's like ten of them in this movie, you know. And it's so it's like the plot as 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 I guess thin as you can say it is, it just uses every single inch of this movie to like just tell this gripping, gripping story. They he fucking grabs at everything. Yeah. Like they grab and it's at so much everything. fun, dude. And that's the thing, is like you can do a movie like this and grab at everything and not get anything, uh -huh. but like Sam Raimi grabs at everything, but he gets everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no gap in this movie. Like, there's a lot of goofy shit about it. Yeah. Like, there's plenty of goofy shit about it. Like, to be 100% honest with you, you could make this movie really, really, really fucking serious if you wanted to by giving it an additional 30 minutes. Like, yeah. just flesh out more stuff. And, like, and I really wanted to see it, but I could see why uh, he kept it very, um, you know, surface level. Yeah, yeah. Like he, he just doesn't he doesn't drift off too far away from like the main plot of the story, which is yeah. just the revenge story. Like that's what yeah. you want in a Western movie is good old fashioned revenge. Mm -hmm. Like, and and that's the main focus of it. It just has all this shit happening around it. And it's all really interesting shit that deserves to kind of be its own movie. Like, and it kind of is in certain instances, like. <laughs> so there's this, there's, I want to, I want to show something real quick. Um, like the one thing that I love about Westerns um, is, is not just the tropes, not just the, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, the stereotypes or whatever. I lo love old West sound design. Yes, right? dude. So there's and this is you know uh, like you've heard of that ASMR that they yeah. have like where it's like basically porn for your ears or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I love this, and this is a scene where where they're like everybody's just getting their guns ready, and I just love this. Watch. Alan Silvestri music. 
love it. Like, it's so damn good, you know? Just hearing, like, the bullets going into the chambers and the chambers just, like, the spin, like, I love it, dude. Like, it's so unnecessarily good. Like, (laughs) again, no one had to go this hard in this movie. Like, everybody really believed in this project. Yeah. Like, you can tell that everybody really believed in it. And at the very least, everybody was having a blast doing it. A total blast. And, like, there's just so much fun to be had in it. But this movie, it's it's not just surface level Western uh, uh, tropes and stuff. There is some very and and it and and Sam Raimi brilliantly hints at the everyday lives of these characters, right? Yeah. For example, for example, we uh, uh, we're introduced to uh, Pat Hingle's character Horace, the bartender. Yeah. And apparently, he's got a daughter that Gordon. Yeah, Commissioner Gordon himself, man. <laughs> who, um, like apparently whores out his daughter. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, it's very, it's very, they don't really get into it in the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, they, 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 they sort of treat it like it's her having to do what she has to do to survive. Yeah. And, and Pat Engel is just, you know, like his character's just, you know, he's got no choice. Right. Yeah. And then you go like what we had said earlier, uh, Keith David's character, which I want to see this movie so bad. Yeah. Um, there's a scene. There's a scene where um, where Sharon Stone is walking through the through the through the uh, the saloon, and she opens a door and she sees uh, Cantrell in a room with a bunch of townspeople. Yeah. And they're they're like paying him. They're paying him yeah. and they're giving him money. And you don't know why until you until later on in the movie you realize that. And and it's so funny. It's such a great scene because uh, he's talking to uh, um, to Herod, mm-hmm. and Herod's basically like, "I know why you're here. Yeah. You're here to kill me. And I know that they gave you a bunch of money to kill me. You know." Yeah. And like the look on Keith David's face, man, I have never seen him like look he's always scared. a tough guy. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's always a tough guy, right? Like he's like, always Gina you know... Hackman intimidates him. <laughs> yeah. And like, but dude, okay, but that gunfight though. Yeah. It's it's so delightfully like like I, I know I'm using the word delightful a lot, but like I I don't have really any other word for this movie like i love i like and love everything about it like i love uh, i love most things about it and the things that i don't love i really really like (laughs) yeah like i i enjoy everything about this movie like it, it doesn't like fail me at any turn it's just a fun fucking western but that gunfight where he's just like where he shoots him in the fucking stomach. He shoots Keith David in the stomach. Yeah. And just looks at the town people and he was like, You're gonna pay somebody to kill me? Like, mm-hmm. haven't I been good to you? <laughs> haven't I taken care of you? And boom. Like he reaches for his gun, he shoots him in his hand. Yeah. And he's like, Where's all the money coming from? It's like, oh God, you're like, that's so sad to me. Yeah, dude. And he's like, Maybe I'm just not taking a big enough cut from you people. Like, Oh, you just pissed him <laughs> off, and then yeah. he blows a hole in his fucking skull, like dude. a perfect <laughs> circle through his head. Like he <laughs> just blows this giant hole in his head, like, and it's so ridiculous because and they show everything. By the way, like, <laughs> they show and, 
It's so ridiculous because the hole in his head is just big enough for you to go bullshit, but at the <laughs> same time go, well, hold on. Like, it's might... a gun. <laughs> yeah, like, and at, the angle might have just torn a huge chunk of his skull out. Like, yeah. it, it guaranteed did that much damage, but like... Yeah. I mean, it would have made a hole that big on the back of his head. I'm not sure if it would have gone all the way through. <laughs> yeah. And it's just brutal. But, like, it's such a scary and intimidating scene. Like, it's really Gene Hackman waving his dick around. <laughs> yep. Like, and- fuck with me. Like, you really think anybody's going to win this but me? Like, this was a funnel to get more money for me. Like, I'll kill and- my own son for this money. And honestly, like, this is probably the most intimidating I've ever... Like, this is, like, the most... Inti- I mean, he did play a bad guy in a, in another Western, Unforgiven. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I, I think... Not I think like this. Just, not like <laughs> this, dude. Yeah, man. Like, he really gets to ham it up. Like, he really gets to Gene Hackman the fuck out of this role. <laughs> yeah. Like, the only other movie I've seen him, like, this, like crescendo of fuckery and villainy is like crimson fuckery tide. and villainy <laughs> like was, was what crimson tide oh like, yeah he really gets, i'm the commander of this ship like he really gets to ham it up and shit and crimson tide and like this is the only other movie like outside of like the smarmy villainy of lex Luthor that you get to see him really ham it up yeah. and like but it's he hands perfect. it up a different way, and this I this just shows how great of an actor Gene Hackman really was. I mean, he retired in uh, two thousand. Yeah, uh, I think the last movie he did was Welcome to Mooseport. It, it was Welcome to and, Mooseport. Uh, yeah, movie. and uh, that was his last movie, and he he voluntarily retired, and he's living he's living happily uh, uh, in his retirement. Yeah, yeah, good but, for him too. But like, yeah, man, it's 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 good. It's good to know that somebody is able to to enjoy their 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 you know their earnings throughout their life and stuff. Especially somebody like Gene Hackman. Someone but, will pull him out of it. I think someday someone will win like one more time, and I think he so, might. I think that or he might have like a small resurgence and do maybe like five or six more films. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to be a weird and small, like stupid, obscure movie, like something that Robert Eggers does where two dudes are stuck in a basement somewhere. <laughs> like, and like, yeah. And it'll, and it'll work and everybody's going to watch it. Cause like fucking Gene Hackman's back. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like he will. I ha- I just have a feeling like somebody's going to give him a script. that's going to make him go like, that's fucking acting. Like, now that's yeah. a fucking movie. Like that's something I could, I, I think I can do this. And like, just take a swing at it again. And I bet it'll be like riding a bike, like Shawn Michaels in 2002. He just like, got it. Like, Dude, they're going to put him forget. in the movie. They're going to put him in the movie. He's going to win an Oscar and then he's going to die. Probably. Probably. <laughs> it's probably exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. But like, I, I, I think he's got another one in him. Uh, like, I, I, I would love to see him again. I would love to see him again. That's all I'm I would saying. too. I'd, wa- I'd watch anything he did. Like anything. Yeah. I wouldn't give a fuck. Like if he came back for anything, like I'll check it out. I will check yeah. anything he does out. Like, cause he's, he, he's earned that as an actor, I feel. But yeah. like, he, he's just like so fucking good in this. Like he's there. I could, I can't see anybody else in this role. I yeah. really can't. Like, nobody I, else could take it, dude. Nobody else. No. Nobody else has uh, uh, the charisma needed for this uh, for yeah. this role, man. You know, I mean, I'm pretty sure other people uh, would have been able to do it. Like, oh, I, yeah, I, this would have yeah. been perfect for Clint Eastwood. 
Honestly, yeah. like I would have oh, yeah. loved to have seen Clint Eastwood in this as a but, bad guy in a western. That would have been cool. Yeah. yeah, which he's never done apparently. No, so. and you could have you could have <laughs> fucking easily used uh, Jeff Bridges at the time. Oh, like, yeah. like he would have been great. Like, there's a million people you could have used. Like yeah. Sam Elliott would have been amazing. Oh God, like, yeah, dude. A million so, fucking people you could have used, but like. So speaking that, of a million people they could have used, uh, Russell Crowe, dude, who plays yeah. Cole, he was he was basically an unknown. Like he had just come over to the states. He was a big time actor in Australia. Like he came out in a bunch of uh, uh, soap operas, I think. Yeah, in Australia, and uh, yeah, man, like good god, he's gorgeous in this movie, dude. Oh, he's like, fucking fantastic the... in this film, like... dude. He looks like a, he looks like an older Leonardo DiCaprio, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he really does. Like he, it, you know what it was though? It's that lush head of hair. Yeah, he had he had killer fucking hair in his youth. He really fucking did, and like he uses it to his advantage in this film because it doesn't stick out like a fucking sore thumb in a western movie, and it still (laughs) looks good. Like it's it looks like it looks like they captured him right before he had a chance to cut it. Yeah, and and he had just taken a bath. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, and like they've had him for like two weeks, and his hair's just gotten a little just a little greasy, and like. It works for him. Like he he's handsome enough, but believable enough to be in this role. Like it and it, so, it works. So in this movie, he plays. Uh, uh, I guess he's like a preacher. Yeah, court. And his name's court. And it's it's one of those one of those characters like uh, like just like every other, almost every other gunslinger. Like I I try to get out, and they just pull me right back. Mm-hmm. Yeah kind of things you know and and um he doesn't drop off two mules i don't (laughs) fight anymore (laughs) yeah yeah you do like this is the kind of this is the kind of role that like john claude van damme plays in all his movies you know poorly (laughs) yeah like not as well as russell crowe did like no because russell crowe kills it and like what's really cool is that role was originally written for liam neeson i can't see liam neeson in this role though i I can't i think he doesn't carry the sympathy that russell crowe does in my opinion no absolutely not but that's the thing you believe him to be the type of bad guy that would ride with gene hackman yeah like yeah leave him to be that kind of a bad guy yeah and and like I dig that. I think he would be really, he would have been really good in it. But Russell Crowe brings this strange sympathy to the part. Like, yeah, like you really, he really feels like he doesn't want to do this anymore. Like, mm-hmm. like in, in his heart, like this is not what he wanted to do. Like he doesn't want to fight anymore. Like this is not who he is as a person. Like it's good. Yeah. Like they do a damn good job of it. And it's another connection that, that, uh, that puts Gene Hackman as one of the best villains of all, like of all time, where ever almost every single person in this movie has a connection to him yeah. and has a reason to kill him. Yeah, dude, like everybody <laughs> wants to kill his ass, and they just yeah. can't because he's so damn fast. Like, yeah, he's so son fast. Bitch, is he fast? Like, <laughs> and now the motherfucker's flanked by goddamn sharpshooters. Son <laughs> of a bitch. Like, yeah, that's all it took back in the old west. Just like be really quick and have two sharpshooters. You would just yeah. take over your fucking towns. Like, 
<laughs> so so uh do they do they uh um uh, they do go into uh, uh a little bit of and, and i love how they how they reveal the backstory of all these characters gradually throughout the movie yeah. and uh like you you realize how bad of a guy gene hackman is that he burnt down he ordered the burning down of the uh, of the church with everybody inside yeah. and how he brought it back and everything and like there, there's 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 a certain there's a certain level of uh, um, of why doesn't everybody just like get together and kill him you know right like just jump his ass yeah, like, like <laughs> get his ass get his like, ass get his ass like it's it's like dude revolt people like there's geez. only si- there's only six bullets in that gun so presumably seven of us like <laughs> yeah we might be able to kick his ass like <laughs> I think so right like, oh damn he's got two guns and like you know what they say a dozen milkmen is one thing but 13 is just plain silly <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I made a Iron freak Man. joke. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll only get that here on the Movie Noda podcast on RGN right? Radio. <laughs> there's no other podcast that would throw in a freak joke during a Western review. I guarantee you there's no podcast that would do that. Yeah. Like, we're one of a kind, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> so one of my favorite scenes, and, and it, it just shows uh, everything everything that's great about this movie, Um uh, like I'm, I'm already saying one of my favorite scenes when I've already talked about three of my favorite scenes, but there's just so yeah. many of them in this movie, dude. I'm literally what? watching my favorite scene right now. Which scene is that? Spotted horse cannot be killed by a bullet, dude. Like <laughs> the fight I just passed, him in court. I just passed the scene where they go to the gun shop and Leonardo DiCaprio is like just pulling out all these guns oh, and like no. th- this one is you know and I, I don't know anything about guns right the only thing I know about guns is that you point and shoot that's all I know right I know they're fun but, as fuck to fire yeah they are. <laughs> yeah they are okay guys guys it's like, like third cock <laughs> I'm not I'm not um I'm not saying I'm anti-gun but and, and I'm not saying I'm pro-gun either but I get it I get it. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> Look, you don't need an AK-47 no. or an AR-15 at a grocery no. store. But I there get are it. Some, but there are some places that'll let you just shoot them at a fucking wall. Yeah. And like, oh, just go. Just pay for it. Like, yeah. trust me. It's it's all it, like no joke. It's as good as a massage. Like, have you ever shot? Have you ever shot a pump action shotgun in succession? Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yes, fucking have. Oh yeah, like I've so I've good. fired I've fired some pretty fun guns in my life. I really yeah. really fucking have. Like, I have I I again. I'm not anti gun. I think everybody should own a gun if you want a gun. You should definitely have a get gun. a gun, yeah, dude. Yeah, if totally. you want if you want a hundred guns, you can. I think you should have a hundred guns. I don't think you need to take the big ones to the grocery store. Yeah, like, like <laughs> people who carry them on their hips, like fucking, like keep a sidearm. They don't. I, I'm never nervous or freaked out or worried. Like I don't think anything's gonna happen. But the dude who's carrying a rifle on his back makes me nervous. Like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing with that? Like, this is not a militarized zone. Like, yeah, it's exactly. fucking H E B, dude. Like you know you get, the odds. You know the odds of somebody coming in here and just start shooting for you to use that gun. Like there's no, there's no point. <laughs> yeah, dude. I like okay, and I'm just gonna be like, I, I, you know, I'm not trying to be devil's advocate or anything like that. I'm just saying that like, you know, if somebody walks into a grocery store and starts firing an assault rifle, 
and I run another direction and there's somebody else with an assault rifle, I'm just going to stand there and piss my pants. <laughs> what am I supposed to do at this point? Like, oh, fuck you, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm probably tired from running one way. Like, it's over for me. Like, this is how it ends in the fucking, in the fucking chip aisle at HGV. <laughs> the but chip like, aisle. <laughs> like, I, I never wanted to go anywhere else. That's the place I wanted to die. <laughs> like, spread my ashes at the chip aisle at HGV. But, like, yeah, dude, like, I, I just don't think you need that kind of stupid shit. Like, I, I, I don't care if you have it at home. Like, dude, I don't care if you have a fucking bazooka at home. It's your house. Do whatever you want. Yeah. But, like. But that being said. Yeah, like these these antique eighteen hundred guns that like they act, apparently they these are They're actual real, real yeah. um, uh, or at least at least they brought somebody who knows their shit about these these old guns. Yeah. Man, they look so freaking gorgeous and they sound amazing. They're so incredible. I know, dude. I love hearing him just spin the wheel on those fucking yeah. things. Like, yeah, roll it. Like, <laughs> that's fucked up. I'm not one for ASMR videos, but if there I should look for some where people are just like fucking around with revolvers and like I might fall asleep to that. But like <laughs> You know what? Uh, tonight, what I'm gonna do is I'm actually look for some of those, and I'm gonna, and if I don't, I'm seriously gonna consider starting one. Yeah, right. <laughs> like it's an idea. It's a market that we haven't cornered yet. Like okay. it might not be a, it might be an untapped market. You heard it here first, folks. But um, <laughs> steal our ideas. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, this is technically a legal copyright, or yeah. uh, at least something I could bring up in court. But <laughs> <laughs> timestamp, 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 timestamp it. <laughs> So uh so yeah man um you you have you have uh, uh Herod who like such an awesome like such a perfect name for a villain I in the know, West. Right? John Herod like. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have Russell Crowe Court. Court. <laughs> I know. Like why you couldn't call him Pony? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's, so, it's such a like just whatever like, name. So I heard they call you Court. Why do they call you Court? Uh, actually, my name is Colt. It was a misprint. <laughs> Who here is God Meat Drapes? Uh, actually, it's Madropides. It's Greek. Well, I think you're pronouncing it wrong. This is Meat Drapes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let's talk about one of the best characters in this movie. Um, Lance Henriksen's Ace Hanlon. Oh God! We've already mentioned him a couple of times, but I I just want to talk about like the ultimate evil. Like this is like the ultimate show of evil. I think uh, when it comes to Herod, the way Ace Hanlon dies in this movie, <laughs> he just like goddamn like Brock Lesnar kills him. <laughs> <laughs> It is so messed up, dude. It's such an emasculating murder. Like, yeah. I might and have that's just what shot myself like, to get out of that situation. Like You would have shot yourself. Like, nah, bro, if this was a fight in sixth grade, I'd have been the kid in the back going, whoa, we thought that. That's so bad, dude. Like, Gene this Hackman is so bad. This is so him. bad, dude. This is so bad. I, I could just, I could just picture uh, 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 Mario Salazar just talking over it. Yeah, dude. Like it was just a brutal chingasos, is what it was. Like for real, <laughs> it, it was a, it was just a beatdown. And like, no matter way, stop shooting. I can't dance. No matter. And like the only reason Gene Hackman like did him dirty this way 
is because Lance Henriksen took took credit for a kill that like Gene Hackman didn't even give a shit about, but he did it, and he was offended that this motherfucker would take credit for his kill. Like, that's it. (laughs) And it's such and and then like the icing on the cake. The icing on the cake is when all the guys, like after he gets shot through the chest and everybody comes to his dead body and just starts ripping his clothes off. his ass, Like a bunch of jackals on a dead body, dude. But he was cool because he was the only one in the entire gunfight decked head to toe in leather. (laughs) Like my man was rocking that Brooks and Dunn leather. (laughs) (laughs) Brooks and Dunn. Oh, my God, dude. Now I'm not going to be able to unsee Book it. Like I'm in. Dude, this is like. This is like every country western singer in the '90s, dude. Yeah, he no, he really did. He looks so delightfully country singer. He yeah. he was he, bro. He's wearing these tight ass Dwight Yoakam leather jeans, <laughs> like just leather pants. The the cowboy boots with the yeah. ace of spades in them. The leather vest, like <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Like well, he did. He did really come hot. a thousand miles from nowhere. Yeah, dude. You know what's so funny? Even the fucking like the wardrobe, Sharon Stone's duster is an is an authentic like eighteen hundreds duster. Yeah, like like duster apparently- she's rocking is is a real eighteen hundreds duster. Like she paid like hella money to fucking rock that duster. Dude, and she looks amazing in it, dude. She yeah, just she looks does. so freaking cool, dude. Like she, she, she so me. looks the part, dude. Like, yeah, she she really, really does, man. Like, she, I, 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 one of the things I've I've always found kind of fascinating about this movie is like how much Sharon Stone invested into it. Like, she really gave a shit about this movie. Like, she was really attached to the story. Like, she was mad in love with what they were doing with this. And, like, Mm -hmm. it was, excuse me, it was the same thing with fucking Sam Raimi. She, she vied for Sam Raimi to be the director because fucking she was mad in love with Army of Darkness. <laughs> yeah, like she was a big fan of Army of Darkness, and she was like, "Fuck!" Because she had heard that Sam Raimi wanted to ask her to play the role that Embeth Davis plays. Um, oh, really? Darkness. Yeah, he he had originally like I'm thinking about like hitting up Sharon Stone, and everybody just kind of laughed at him about it because he didn't have that right pull after, in Hollywood yet. <laughs> no, and this was right after Basic Instinct. Yeah, like Basic Instinct was like '91, '92, which made her a big time star. Like she yeah. was on top of top of the world. Yeah, uh, like she was a mega star, dude. Like yeah. she was fucking huge back then, and like. Yeah, dude, she took, like, her money and she fucking was like, no, I want to do this fucking movie. Like, she wanted to do this Western. She wanted to be the star of a Western movie. And, like, it was her big thing, too, like, to play it like, no, dude, like, play it like it would be a guy. Like, if it was a guy in the role, like, write it the exact same way. Yeah. And they did a fucking killer job. Like, you could have I love, I, I, I love that they, that they, that they, um... I mean, yes, they they acknowledge that she's a woman or whatever, but she it's it's never a part of her character. Yeah, like it's it's they it's never uh, like she's not doing this because she's a woman. Yeah, like like a guy would have the exact same motivations, you know. And every other movie, every other western, you know, has a guy who's seeking revenge. You know. Right. Right. And, and like. They they do such a good job of it. Like revenge is the motivation of her character. Yeah. Like which is the motivation of any great Western character is revenge. 
like and and like the motivation's very clear early on in the movie like when she sees him like it like her eyes bulge like she's she's like doing everything in her power to not kill him right then and there yeah like she's doing everything in her power she wants to kill him and she wants to get away with it like so yeah. she's entering this gunfight because at some point, if she's as good as she thinks she is, if she's as good as him, if she's going to be quick enough to kill him, like she's got to beat everybody else to get there. Yeah. Like, and it's a big determining factor in her story. It's really fucking good. Like, man, such a fucking cool movie. <laughs> like, and her real. scene, her scene with, uh, with, um, with Herod, where, where like she goes to dinner with him. Yeah, like ooh, the tension in that scene, dude. Yeah, like it's and see, so crazy. See, you could have done that scene, and like almost done everything exactly the same way in a bar if it was a guy. Yeah, like they just sit next to each other at a bar, and they figure like he figures out real quick like oh I get it like I pissed you off somehow. <laughs> like I don't know what to tell you. I kill a lot of people. I pissed off quite a few people in my day, and you're not a blip on my fucking radar. Like I'm, Oof. I'm so unintimidated by you that I'm gonna turn around and walk out of this bar. Like I know you have a gun on your hip, and you're not gonna do a fucking thing because that's how powerful I am. That's so like, crazy, dude. Oh, and like he really does. He just kind of like, yeah, I know you're here to kill me. Like everybody wants to kill me. Like that's the problem. Get nobody's mine. gonna do it. <laughs> like everybody wants to, and nobody's going to. Like a lot yeah. of people have tried. Better men have tried. Quicker men have tried. Like. Huh. It's so fucking good. Like they they do everything right when it comes to a western in this film. Yeah. Like they literally do everything right. And like there's just so many tremendous good moments. Like I was talking earlier about the the gunfight uh with Court when Spotted Horse. Yeah. Like one of the driving things that I love is that Russell Crowe's character refuses to kill. Like yeah. he's saying, like, I'm not going to kill. I'm not going to even fight. At first, he's like, I'm not going to fight. And like Gene Hackman tells him, like, yes, you will. It's in your blood. Like, you can't stop yourself. Like in a fight, you'll go and you'll fight and you'll kill like you will. I know you, Court. Like he knows this guy. They used to they used to run together. And he's like, when you think you're going to die, you fight. I know you mm -hmm. like you're a dog in a cage. Like, I know who you are. <laughs> And sure enough, his first fight, he draws fast and boom, shoots the guy, but he doesn't yep. kill him. Like, like from his hip, dude. Like like yeah. a straight up hip shot, dude. And like from there, you get to a point where like after the first rounds have been won, after the first rounds of people have been eliminated, and after fucking Gene Hackman finds out that this guy didn't come for a gunfight, like mm. some like all the people in this town paid this asshole to come kill me. So he changes the rules and he's like, from now on. All fights are to the death. Yeah. Like the second round of the tournament, all fights are to the death. So he does this thing to fucking to Russell Crowe where he makes him fight with only one bullet in the gun. Because he doesn't yeah. trust him to shoot his way out of town. Nope. Like one bullet is a fight. Like six is an escape. Like yeah. he doesn't trust him to try to run to try to escape. Smart. So like he gives him one bullet. And he's fighting this fucking Indian, this native spotted horse. And, like, this dude, I think, was in Last of the Mohicans also. Yeah. Like, he, I mean, whenever you need a Native American, this guy's there. Like, he's in a lot of movies. And, like, 
My man is just pitching stories throughout the whole movie about how Spotted Horse cannot be killed by a bullet. I was shot here, and he's got all these bullets. And scars. he rips his shirt off, and he shows like all the scars. Like he's like yeah. Tupac, dude. Or like, yeah, and, and he and he's <laughs> telling everybody about all these bullets, and like there's one lodged in my head. It has not come out. <laughs> like just like he can't be and he really believes that bullets will not kill him so here we are in this gunfight and dead shot to the heart like russell crowe just boom nails him right in the heart and like spotted horse goes down and russell crowe's like well i said i wasn't gonna kill but i had to kill and my man just undertakers off the Water ground. Horse cannot be killed. Killed by a bullet. <laughs> and he's like, "What the fuck? Do 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 do! Give me another bullet! Give me another bullet!" He starts <laughs> calling out for another bullet. And Gene Hackman starts quoting him at the beginning of the movie. Like, what were your exact words again? I will not fight. I will not kill. Like, just like, <laughs> dude, are you really monologuing? Like, and the music, <laughs> the music playing is real like, oh, holy shit, Spotted Horse has five more bullets. <laughs> like, boom, shoots him, yeah. completely whiffs him. Spotted Horse cannot be killed by a bullet. And, like, the blind kid. The Which blind kid, I love. I love, like, this scene. It's so like he's he's picking through the bullets to find the right one. That is so like the, it's so the exciting. The intensity of that scene is yeah, so great, dude. It gets me so like, damn, dude, like it's giving me hella anxiety. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've seen the movie a million times and I'm like, I know what's going to happen. But like, son of a bitch, like what if Spotted yeah. Horse gets him this time? <laughs> and like. He tells him, like, what kind of gun it is. And the kid's, like, just reaching into this bucket of bullets. And he's just tossing them, like, no, 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 no. And he finally finds one. He tosses it to Russell Crowe. And by this point, Spotted Horse has fired three more fucking rounds at him. And my <laughs> man just fucking, like, boom! Nail Spotted Horse dead between the eyes. And, like, one final Clint Eastwood of a fuck you. Like, Spotted Horse is dead on the fucking ground. And he lifts his arm in the air with his gun. And everybody just like, what the fuck? (laughs) We just saw that motherfucker take one between the eyes. And he just drops, his arm just drops and he dies. Like, holy shit, what a fight. (laughs) Like... It's so crazy, dude. Damn, what a gunfight that was. Like, I love it. So you get awesome stuff like that. And then, like I said, um, they only offered this. I I think, honestly, they only, uh, like, okay, I've never never got this. So at what point does, does uh, Sharon Stone's character, uh, Ellen, does she go and be like, you know what? I'm going to go have sex with Court. And they, they have sex in the rain. Like, what, what's, what's the point of that? I don't think anything except for the fact that they were going to have to, they had to fight each other the next day. But like, like why? Like, is, is that it? Is, is, that, is that like the only reason? I, I think it was just for the sake of Sharon Stone's willing to get naked. Huh. Yeah, because like it, 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 cause I don't remember, I don't remember that scene at all. 
Um, in fact, when when I when I watched it uh, earlier, like it, it just like for me, it came out of nowhere. Yeah, it just kind of just drop on you. But but yeah, man, uh, you the final the final the the final fight of this movie, or not not the final fight, but like what happens, like the planet they come up with at the end yeah. is so freaking brilliant. Yeah, it's incredibly convoluted, but brilliantly Western. <laughs> yeah. Like it really is. I'm like, oh, it's that's so convoluted. Fucking... You would think that Zach Morse came up with it, man. Like... Yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> like it, it, it really is like a, all right, like it's yeah. a little Dark Knightish, but sure. Yeah, like you you're know. really hoping everything's gonna go like, like perfectly well. <laughs> Do I really look like a guy with a plan? <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> Like I'm sorry, I'm I'm watching like the movie and like the the shot of the sniper up by the clock tower and the sun setting. Like man, it, it's so great, dude. It's so good, dude. Like they did. So, everything is done so right in this movie. So let's let's uh, let, let's run down the plan real quick. Like like what happens? So um, throughout the movie, uh, Sharon Stone is talking to this old man, who like 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 I said, they they kind of tell the story through flashbacks. And but they don't tell the whole story at once. They give you like little glimpses and pieces of uh, her backstory. And there's a scene where, where it shows her as a little girl running away from an old man. And at the beginning of the movie, you kind of think that she's running away from him. And then uh, later on in the movie, they show you a little more about what's happening, and you realize that she's not running away from him. Uh, she's running towards her father. And then you realize that the old man is actually the doctor in yeah. the town. Yeah. And that she kind of raised, he kind of raised her. Mm-hmm. And like, she has all these, all these different, different allies in the town. And you realize that, that she's actually from there. Like that's, yeah. that's her old town, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you get you get the story that that her father was a sheriff of the town mm-hmm. at one time or the marshal, yeah, and that uh, that they had actually um, they strung him up, and she went to go get him down, but but then uh, Harrod gave her a gun and said, "Look, if you can shoot him down, I'm gonna let you both go." Yeah, if you can if you can shoot the rope, yeah, and and like free him, like from it, then I'll let you both go. And like oh, and one of the so worst, one of the worst scenes I have ever seen. Like the one of the most tragic things I've ever seen in my life, dude. Like he's the dad the entire time. Gary Sinise, man, is like, "Come on, baby, you can do it. I believe in you. I love you. Don't ever forget that I love you." Yeah, like, no matter what happens, like yeah. Oh, it's and so then tragic. she pulls a trigger, and right in between his eyes, yep, she misaimed. And then, <laughs> and then Herod, oh, it's a good shot. <laughs> and now he goes, that's close enough. Yeah. And like, they just ride out. Dude. They just they ride just away. Leave, they leave her there with her dad's dead body hanging. Yeah. Like, and oh, like, God. yeah, there's a reason Sharon Stone wants to kill his ass. Yep. And like, it's such a like, oh, that's so fucked up. It's such a tragic story. And it's like, it's one of those things where like, yeah, you believe that's exactly what Gene Hackman would do. <laughs> like you believe that's like his his character in this movie like it's one of those things where like yeah you believe he would do that like he's that kind of a guy yeah. like he's fucked up and like it, they they concoct this like insane plan to like 
fake Sharon Stone getting killed, like to fake her being killed by court, uh, so they can haul her body out, and then the next day in the fight, uh, it comes down to Herod and Court in a gunfight, and Court is sure that Herod is faster than him, like he is sure that Herod will get him in this, in this fight, and Sharon Stone's like ready. She's been waiting this entire time. And like they set up this this insane plan to blow up his buildings. They load him up with TNT that they set up at the beginning of the movie that the kid has. Yeah, and he, 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 he sleeps on a bed of, of TNT. Because <laughs> somebody will steal it if he doesn't sleep on it. You know why and he does that, right? Why? So that he can say he's dynamite in bed. Ah, I see what you did there. <laughs> what a lie. <laughs> I'm here once a week, ladies and gentlemen. And like, so they they do this whole thing where they like they blow up his buildings, they blow up his bank, they blow up his house, and like they like the fucking uh, the snipers are on those buildings and they blow like one of the snipers off and shit like that, and then fucking uh, Russell Crowe like takes out the other one, and shit. So like all his men are dispatched, and now it's a fair fight. Like, realistically, if she were to kill him, like, they're going to kill her. Yeah. Like, so now it's a fair fight. Like, all his men are down. Like, Court's faster than they are. So he, like, takes them all down and, like, fucking, like, sexy gunfighter fashion. Just, like, shoots <laughs> them off the roof of buildings and shit. Yeah. And, like... The ultimate end showdown, dude. Like, the ultimate shootout, dude. Yeah, dude. Like, they're surrounded in burning buildings and fucking... Sharon Stone is staring him down and she throws her dad's badge at him like yeah. to let him know who the fuck she is and like you that's where you that's where you get the flashback that's where you get the flashback of him like like telling her how to aim the gun and everything and she like puts it between his eyes and like Gene Hackman realizes that like oh shit like you're that little girl like everything kind of like comes down. It just, oh my God, it wraps itself into such a nice little package. Yeah. And like, so here comes this gunfight, like between Herod and Lady, like, and fucking boom, they go, they fire their guns, and like he hits her, like nails her right in the shoulder. Yeah. And like he kind of like, huh like laughs and smiles and then in what is probably the coolest thing i have ever seen in a western like what a oh holy shit i'm dead like it's the if you've seen season four of breaking bad <laughs> where gus walks out of the room after the explosion and adjusts his tie, adjust tie. <laughs> like it's such an it's the very first adjusting his tie moment he looks down and he sees his shadow and there's sunlight coming through the middle of that his is shadow. such a great <laughs> scene dude like there's a little hole yeah. in the shadow that sunlight's coming through like oh shit the bitch put a bullet through him like <laughs> she nailed the fucker like right yeah. in the chest and he like Oh shit! And he like raises his gun for like one more shot, and Sharon Stone just boom right in his fucking head, and like. And you would think that he was tied to a freaking rocket. He shoots back so far. Fucking, he like 
fucking like Rocky Maivia backflips out of a stunner. Like so, like like the first shot goes. went right through him like like nothing, but the second shot, I guess, she used a different bullet because it shoots him back. No, the second one was propelled by hate. Like <laughs> that gun was propelled by hate. It was manifested by revenge. Like. Uh. <laughs> that bullet was a manifestation of vengeance, and it fucking it fucking took his ass head over heels, made those spurs go jingle jangle one last time. <laughs> like, man, it's such a fucking oh, feels good. Like, it really is such a fucking feel good kill, dude. Like, and it's definitely it's definitely one of those like like yeah, you know, like a cheer on moment, dude. <laughs> and then the music swells, and it's like oh. Oh my god dude like it's it's so damn good dude everything everything coming together for that last scene as corny and cheesy as it is dude like it's it's perfection dude and this is why we watch westerns dude yeah this is the kind of stuff that we watch in the westerns dude westerns have to have a real satisfying ending and like the most satisfying thing is just sharon stone walking up to his corpse with the big fucking hole in the back of its head and she just like like puts the gun in its holster like ooh, like just teabag his corpse (laughs) like is brutal dude and like they tie a nice little bow on it where she like she picks up the the badge and she throws it to court like you're the sheriff of the town now like this is your town now like take care of it and like she just rides off into the sunset like fucking shane like it's so good dude it's such a great great fucking western yeah like I adore so, so much about this film. So I, I, I mean, every single every single Sam Raimi movie is 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 different. Well, I say every single Sam Raimi movie, but you could pretty much tell a Sam Raimi movie uh, uh, when, when he's directed a movie. Yeah. But this movie, for some reason, is is very different to me. Um, I think it's it, it, the the whole Western setting. Uh, you know, adds to it. But I got to tell you, man, like after rewatching this movie, um, it's, 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 it's ranks up there with, with the, the original evil dead movies. I, yeah, I think evil dead yeah. two. I think evil dead two is the best evil dead movie. Um, this may be like right there because this just, I think this is peak Raimi, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, well, one of the things I just noticed right now in the, the uh, flashback scene with Gary Sinise, one of his, um, one of his henchmen is director Mick Garris. Is it? Yeah. One of Gene Hackman's henchmen is, is Mick Garris. I was like, ah, look at that. Like how funny. <laughs> oh, wow. that's funny. But, but yeah, man, like it, it's, he, he missed his calling with it, man. And like, the problem was, is it came out in a time where the Western just kind of like, man, they really fucking shoved it down our throats for a little bit. Yeah. And I think it came out at a time where everybody was just a little tired of it. Um, <laughs> but, and it's unfortunate because of all those movies, like this is one that stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Like I like Frank and Jesse. I think outside of this one, like Frank and Jesse was probably the best one that came out that year with Rob Lowe and, and Bill Paxton. Yeah. Uh, I really loved that movie, but like this one stood out, like the quick and the mm-hmm. dead stood out to me. Yeah, uh, always has. Like I've always ranked it up there, like in my favorite westerns, like outside of like Hang 'Em High and um, like High Plains Drifter. I fucking love True Grit. The, I love the mm-hmm. original True Grit. I 
the, the remake is way better. Sorry. It's way better, yeah. Yeah. I, I got, I'm not one of these people who are like, oh, it's not John Wayne, so it's trash. No, it's way better. <laughs> yeah. It's way better. Um, like I, I, uh, I didn't see, I didn't see the man with no name trilogy until I was a, an adult. And, uh, <laughs> like those, those movies, they, they, they stand out. And, um, like, I, I can't, I, I honestly can't watch, uh, like the old John Wayne movies or the old Elvis Western movies that he did. Like, like those movies are just popcorn movies, yeah, right? Like they're, they're not they're really, little, yeah, they're a little hokey and they're a little silly. Yeah. And like, don't get me wrong. You can definitely enjoy some fucking popcorn in this movie. Yeah. You yeah. really fucking can. But, um, the movie goes harder than it really has to. Like, mm. it doesn't have to be as good as it is, but it is. It's a damn good Western. It's a it's damn fun. fun it's Western. Fun. Yeah. Like, there's no moment that's boring in this film. Like, if you can fucking... Um, all the things that you enjoy about Tombstone are in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just doesn't have the same drama that Tombstone had. Like, Tombstone was yeah. a much, a, a much, like, much more serious film. And not to say that this one isn't serious. It's mm-hmm. just serious in a very different way. And, like, yeah, dude, like, Sharon Stone really channels her inner Josie Wales in this movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they have, they have, uh, um, the thing about Western movies nowadays, and 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 this is uh, something that I've noticed, is that uh, Western movies nowadays are one of two things: they're either historical dramas, or they're remakes of old westerns. Like there's right. no, you don't really have original westerns anymore, and this is no. one of the last great original westerns. Yeah, it really, so. really is. Like it's such a fucking cool and neat idea, and it's executed like to be really fun at every turn, mm-hmm. and like. I I'm, I look forward to Western resurgences. I love when there's a resurgence in Western movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, some movies will just flat out kill them. Like, look what happened with, with fucking The Lone Ranger. Like, that killed any chance of Westerns being a thing for a while. I liked that movie, though. I really, really? did. I liked it. I liked it. Yes, I did. Yep. I, I, I haven't I watched it. it. Like, I haven't watched it. Like, the... The, the shit that people said about it was more than enough. Like, people fucking... Um, Johnny Depp uh, was, like... I mean, I, I understand the fact that he's 164th Native American, but come on, yeah. you can do better than that. <laughs> yeah. Like, seriously. I, I, I'm, you know, not to be, like, fucked up or anything, but there's 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 Native actors out there. And there are? Oh, my goodness. Like, you, can, you can grab one. You can yeah. grab one. You don't have to cast Johnny Depp and everything. You could have made him the Lone Ranger if you wanted to. You yeah. didn't need to get uh, Hannibal Hammer uh, to fucking... <laughs> He was Ranger. he was he was kind of good in it. He was kind of good. Was I'm not he? gonna hate on the guy. I'm not gonna hate on the guy. Yeah, um, but it was it was very much uh, because it was directed by Gore Verbinski, the same guy who did uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, and I guess yeah, they yeah. wanted him. They wanted him to to you know uh, remake that magic with the Lone Ranger. And yeah. unfortunately, it doesn't work for a western, dude. Like it doesn't work for for that kind of uh, or at least that film, that story. It doesn't really work yeah. for that. And know? and I, and I think like you have to find the right like. Western, you have to find the right like story to tell, and like some people just don't tell very good stories. This is a very good story. The Quick and the Dead is a very good, a very cool, and very fun fucking story. Yeah, and like I don't, I don't know, man. Like it, I, it's hard to compare it to anything because it's it's very one of a kind. It's very original, and it's yep. it's such a neat premise that 
it deserves more credit than it gets. Like it, 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 it I think it ranks up there in an echelon of, of really great Western movies. Mm-hmm. And I think that because it didn't come out against the Western movies that you think about when you think about Western movies, that people just sort of forgot about it. And honestly, honestly, um, if they ever make, I think this is the closest we're ever going to get to a Red Dead Redemption movie. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I think that, uh, Rockstar took the tone of the like they straight up ripped off the tone mm-hmm. uh, of uh, of the Red Dead Redemption series from uh-huh. this movie. Yeah, like this movie, uh, Red Dead Redemption is very much in the vein of this movie. In fact, it could probably be said in the same universe if you really wanted to be, I guess. Right on. But but it's it's very much the same type, mm-hmm. uh, which in my opinion shows that it can still work with today's audience. I mean, yeah. Red Dead Redemption oh, yeah. is the biggest selling the biggest selling video game of 2018. We're over, and it came out in October. <laughs> We're overdue for a good western. Like, yeah, they tried when they remade the Magnificent Seven, mm-hmm. and just it was fine. It's no, all right. No, it was a miserable failure. Magnificent Seven is a fucking incredible Western. And even then, uh, Magnificent Seven is a ripoff of Seven Samurai. Seven Samurai, Um, Kurosawa. Yeah, Kurosawa, Seven Samurai. But Magnificent Seven is still really fucking cool. And Kurosawa was a very big, very big fan of Westerns. Yeah, yeah. If if you guys ever get a chance to fucking watch the Magnificent Seven, definitely check it out. But watch Akira Kurosawa's... Uh, Seven Samurai. Like, if you mm. just get over the subtitles, you'll be fine. It's a great yeah. movie. Like, yeah. it really is a great movie. And like, and um, pay attention to the cinematography of that movie. Oh pay God, attention to the cinematography, incredible. and then, like, once you finish watching the movie, realize that this that that movie was made in the freaking fifties. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. It really is a fucking like so, that. Kira, like, I I get the Kurosawa thing. Like, when somebody tells me Akira Kurosawa is their favorite director, like, I get it. Like, it's a little pretentious, but I totally get it. Like, I'm a pretentious asshole when <laughs> He's I... He's pretentious I, for a reason, dude. Yeah, but I'll tell you the same thing. Like, somebody asked me who my favorite director is, and without hesitation, I'll always tell you Stanley Kubrick. Because yeah. it's just like, oh, look at me, it's Stanley Kubrick. But, like, <laughs> whatever the fuck, right? Like, yeah. um, it's a great movie, and it's one that should be, like, should be seen by a lot of people. But um, we're overdue. For a resurgence in Western films, I think yeah. Western films and swashbucklers. I love a good swashbuckle movie, yeah. and like I haven't seen uh, a really good one in a long time. Um, we we've been overdue for all, all sorts of stuff. Like right now, I think what what is uh, what's in right now or what's going to be cool right now is just the karate fighting movies again. Yeah, uh, with the the hype of the Mortal Kombat trailer, like. Man. Ooh, that movie got me, dude. The Ooh, Mortal Kombat yeah. trailer is bloodier than two Mortal Kombat movies combined. Isn't that, like, isn't that like oh? That's amazing. Like, I, I know, I know, I know. It's got nothing to do with Mortal Kombat. Like, I, I, I honestly believe that that movie is gonna be like Mortal Kombat in name only. Yeah. But that trailer, dude. That trailer. It, it, really it got me. Dang. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in. I think after they did like um, the Raid Redemption, there was a clamoring for more like fighting movies again. Yeah. Like, like action fans wanted fighting movies again, and I think we come back to the same shit over and over again. We just want it told in a different way. We just want it in a new and different and a fresh way. And I think Westerns are going to make their comeback again. Um, I really do think Chris Pratt has a place in Western movies. Um, I didn't care for Magnificent Seven, but I liked him in Magnificent Seven. Um, He has a place in Westerns still. I think there's, there's room for him. Somewhere in the Western, in, in a Western universe, there's most certainly 
all the goddamn room in the world for Jeff Bridges. They need to remake Jonah Hex, dude. They need to redo up. Jonah Hex. They need like, to redo. Like now is the time, dude. Now yeah. is the time. To, like, like redo Jonah Hex, dude. Like it's like right if, there. It's based on a comic book. It's in the DC universe. Remake if, Jonah Hex. Dude. If you want to keep like the weird, <laughs> if you want to hang on to the weird fan base that you have, because it is no coincidence that Warner Brothers announced that they're gonna relaunch Superman a week or two before fucking Justice League came out. It's no yeah. coincidence that Warner Brothers just like, hey, fuck you, Zack Snyder. Yeah. But <laughs> if you want to retain Zack Snyder, give him one-off shit like Jonah Hex. Yeah. Give me Zack Snyder's Jonah Hex. With Jonathan I, Sheck. Yes, dude. I would watch Sheck. that in a fucking <laughs> heartbeat. I would jump on that shit so fucking fast it would make your head spin. Give me fucking Zack Snyder's Jonah Hex. Give me a Snyder cut of Jonah Hex. <laughs> like, do shit like that. Give him a Constantine movie. Like, <laughs> Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, man, Quick and the Dead, uh, right now, as we speak, as of this recording, it's on uh, Pluto TV. Uh, yeah. It's a free service. There's a couple of commercials in there, but, uh, but you know, it's worth it. But it's most totally worth it. I get it. This shit just yeah. put cheers on for me. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah, cheers. man. Next week, we're going to be taking ta- tackling a, a heavy subject, a subject that I know that you know a lot about, uh, that I am extremely fascinated with. And um, I was really excited or, like, you know, really interested in watching the movie that they made about this case. Um, yeah. I've, this- I've seen this one already. And, like, um, as a film, uh, it's good. But it does... Um, dick with me a little bit because i know way too much about this case uh this case affected me really deeply when i was a kid uh really hit me like really hard really fast like scared the shit out of me um and it's something that happens way too often in this country and it's something that we should address more often and talk about more often so i imagine uh we get a little semi-political next week sorry yeah it's gonna uh, be a heavy episode, and I, I I'm gonna I have some opinions. Wait. Yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> excited about it. I'm gonna have some fucking opinions about it, and uh, you're gonna listen to this episode, and you're gonna hear every goddamn one of them. Yeah. Well, I it's have gonna a be podcast. another. You don't, so you will listen yeah. to every goddamn word yeah. I have to say. <laughs> it's gonna be another uh, episode, another installment of history versus Hollywood. Uh, the last episode was the um, was the Jack the Ripper, but uh, next week we're gonna be talking about uh, the movie uh, starring Reese Witherspoon, uh, which is The Devil's Knot, which is about the uh, unfortunate murder of three child, three little boys in the uh, uh, Robin Hood Hills. Is that what it's? Yeah, in the Robin Hood Hills. Robin Hood Hills. In West Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah, the, and the story of the uh, wrongfully convicted West Memphis Three. Um, but uh, until next week, Bob, where can people find our wonderful podcast? Oh, you can find us wherever fine podcasts are sold, man. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, my personal favorite, Spotify, ad-free. I love it. <laughs> yeah, don't and it, don't get it with ads, guys. Don't be poor bees. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I told you that my uh, my in-laws for for my birthday got me. Uh, my wife and my in-laws got me YouTube uh, ad-free YouTube. Oh, nice. So uh, I'm living the high life, a commercial free existence. Isn't it? Uh, isn't it like like food tastes better? The air is I'll, fresher. I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll never go back. 
Like I'll I'll never go. I'll die before I go back. Yeah. I'll, uh, it's uh uh-uh, uh no. Yeah. Yeah, man. I got I got the uh, I got the premium as well, and uh, I got I got my wife and my brother on it, man. And they're like, yeah, we're not going back. <laughs> I I would fucking I would give up Netflix before I'd give up that for yeah. YouTube. Like I would give up. So. So, uh, yeah, man, uh, if you want to watch that previous episode of uh, History versus Hollywood with uh, Jack the Ripper and From Hell, uh, along with any of our other episodes, all of our episodes are available uh, for download on uh, rgvtitanradio.com or you can go to the rgvtitanradio.com app. We're available right now on iOS and Android. I, and Android. You just stick that right on your phone. We'll go everywhere with you guys, man. You know yep. what I listened to the other day? I listened to our old uh, episode of Wizards of the Lost Kingdom. Ooh, <laughs> how I, did that I, hold up? Uh, pretty good. And let me tell you something. I totally changed my mind about who I would cast as Shirka. You know who I would totally cast as Shirka? Who? Peter Dinklage. Nice. Okay. You know, you know why? Because we talked about it in that episode that there was a lot of dwarf beatings in it. Like they just <laughs> abused the dwarves. And I think yeah. it would be fun to cast Peter Dinklage in a role where all he has to do is wave his hands and he can crush people. There you like go. <laughs> as a fucking just evil sorcerer. Like there's no shirk it isn't this fight, motherfuckers. <laughs> like why why would Peter Dinklage? Like I would yeah. cast Peter Dinklage as Shirka. Yeah. So uh yeah man uh go go to to uh either the Play Store or the uh, the Apple Store and uh download the brand new rgvtitanradio.com uh app and you can listen to all the uh all the local music and all of our awesome commercials that we have on there. That all I'm of our fine of. podcasts that are available. We're all yeah. there man. Like give it a listen. We're 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 fantastic and interesting people. Oh, yeah, we are. At least we pretend to be. We do it very well. (laughs) With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, until next week, I'm Will. I'm Bob. That, my friends, was the Movie Know It All podcast here on RGV Titan Radio. We are the 956. Have a good one, guys. Later. Are you looking for great local music? Then tune in to rgvtitanradio.com. We play everything local, like hip-hop, rock, If you want your music played on our radio station, then send your music to playmymusic at rgvtitanradio.com. Once more, that's playmymusic at rgvtitanradio.com. Be sure to send MP3 files that include the names of the track, album, and band or artist along with cover art. rgvtitanradio.com. We are the 956.